0: We've got some controversy in the NFL to talk about. What else is new? Well, I think that people like to talk about the the on-the-field controversy more than the the off-the-field controversy these days. At least I do. I'll speak for myself. I'm a little bit fatigued when it comes to the the off-the-field controversy. So when we go back to the age-old, was that a catch? Was it not a catch argument? Or officials fixing games? It's a little bit more palatable to me, than domestic violence and kneeling for the anthem. So I'll take it this morning. And I know that there's going to be a lot of consternation and a lot of beating of the dead horse with the NFL's catch rule again this morning. But there's so much else going on at the end of this game that that should not be the sole focus. And by the way... At this point, the confusion over what's a catch and what's not a catch should not be that much of a confusion. After Des Bryant, after so many examples of that exact thing happening, we should know by now, when a guy goes to the ground and you see the ball move, it's not going to be a catch. Now, I know there's some out there that'll say, because the goal line is involved, breaking the plane should change everything. It doesn't. It never has. So if the competition committee wants to go back and say that breaking the plane when the guy wasn't touched overrides him going to the ground and not securing the ball or surviving the ground as you heard yesterday so many times or there's Al Riveron who's the head of officiating now or whomever else, then fine if they want to change that. But as it goes right now, if he goes down to the ground, does not survive the ground. If the ball moves when he hits the ground, it's not a catch. So I'm assuming everybody knows what I'm talking about at this point because it was the biggest story in the NFL. The end of Steelers-Patriots would have given the Steelers a sure victory even though there was several seconds left on the clock for Tom Brady to try to score a touchdown again. And win that game, but Steelers tight end Jesse James catches the ball, goes down, crosses the goal line, ball goes, hits the ground, and it moves. And Tony Romo and Jim Nance weren't even thinking about that. They were trying to figure out if he had broke the plane. Like, it's obvious he broke the plane. And then they finally figured out they were trying to determine whether or not it was a catch or not. I mean, the second that I saw that ball move, when it hit the ground, I knew that that's the way it was going to be. Now, yeah, is it a bad rule? Do I think it's a bad rule? Does that look like a touchdown to me? Sure. There's a lot of things in the NFL. I mean, same thing. You look at the Sunday night game last night, fumbling the ball out of the end zone. It's another instance of this where you've got to fumble out of the end zone, and it's a touchback. It's basically you end the game on a touchback, and you have that. That's another rule that I think is ridiculous. But these are the rules, so when you see it, you know what's going on. And Brian is down in Miami. Brian Jones, the great one, the better half of Gio and Jones. Brian, are you there? <laughs>
1: I am here, man, and I am glorious. Now that we have par for the course, all the kinks worked out for Gio and Jones. Uh, we had the same issue when you were in Pittsburgh a couple weeks ago. Now I'm experiencing, but I'm here and I am frustrated.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you are, and, and Dude. my. And my, my point is, as, as talking about the Jesse James catch. and there's other things I, I don't want to focus on that because to me at this point, uh, it's, it's the same argument over and over again. Uh, but that the second I saw Jesse James go to the ground and that ball moved, I knew that it wasn't going to be a catch. I knew it wasn't because I've seen these instances a million times. And do I think it's a crappy rule? Do I think when a guy is untouched and he crosses the goal line that the play should be over because in every other instance, that is a touchdown? Sure. But the letter of the stupid law of the NFL says that no matter where you are in the field— If you go down to the ground and that ball moves at any point and you lose control of it, it's not a catch. So, you know, I knew that that was going to be the situation with that. To to me, the bigger issues with the Steelers are the fact that Rob Gronkowski basically just ate Sean, whatever his name was, Sean Davis, (laughs) just ate this guy up. I mean well, he, eats, he eats everyone up. I mean, he has the height
1: advantage. He's a big body. He shouldn't have been playing, but why argue that? Because he did play, and he had a hell of a ball game. And I think he's the main reason that the Pittsburgh Steelers lost that ball game. But let's talk about what should have been a catch that wasn't a catch. Also par for the course for Gio and Jones. You and I sitting there at a bar in Dallas with the snitch went for tubs, watching a catch <laughs> be taken away from Dez Bryant. Versus the Green Bay Packers. And it should have been a catch there. It should have been a catch last night. If you cross the plane as a running back or any other ball carrier, it's a touchdown. But in that instance, a guy who's not touched by a defender crosses the plane, goes to the ground. And that's not a catch. I have never in my life. Rooted for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I can't stand the Pittsburgh Steelers. They have been the source of a lot of angst, a lot of heartbreak in my life. And when the Cowboys beat them in the Super Bowl, I don't even remember the title of that Super Bowl. What number it was because it still didn't take away all the disgust I have for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Thank you, Neil O'Donnell. I'm still upset, and you know this, about Super Bowl Bowl Thirty. It whatever it was, it didn't take away what the the other two Super Bowl losses to the Pittsburgh Steelers. But last night, I was cheering for the Pittsburgh Steelers because that should have been a damn catch. Unbelievable! Yeah, that's ridiculous. I need to change
0: that rule. Yeah, I, and and but they're not going to because so. If, if, let's say they change it and they say, all right, if a guy, now you're going to involve the goal line and breaking the plane. And in that situation, it's going to be a touchdown and going to the ground doesn't matter only in that situation. And, and then every other catch that's like that, that, that's, you know, critical catches in games where a guy goes to the ground just because it's not the goal line. You're now saying it's different. So, I mean, either way, it's not going to be consistent. I'd rather have consistency than not consistency when it comes to these things, even if the consistency doesn't make all that sense to me. Um, but, I, this You have to know that. And then you go from there. I mean, what in the hell is Ben Roethlisberger doing? Yeah, I mean, yeah. What in the hell are you doing? So yeah. you go, <laughs> and then he's lying about it. Or somebody's <laughs> lying in the postgame because he's saying that was coming from the sideline with the don't spike it. And then Jason Lockett, who we're going to have on later, he's reporting that he had a couple of options. And Ben Roethlisberger chose the fake spike himself in that situation. He throws... A slant with five or six Patriots waiting around. The ball (laughs) pops up to the air. You have an opportunity for a chip shop field goal to tie the game and you throw it into the teeth of the defense where you got one guy running around and, I mean, and all the Patriots standing around. So catch, it, no <laughs> catch, whatever. You got Sean Davis getting stomped on by Gronk. You can't stop him. And then Ben makes one of the dumbest decisions I've ever seen in my life. But all you're going to hear from Steelers fans is the NFL's out to get us, so the Patriots are cheating no. this and cheating that. Shut no. up. Shut no, no, up. You, you, you yeah. blew it. You blew it. You blew it. And you know what? That's going to cost you an opportunity to go to the Super Bowl because you go go up to Foxborough and you're going to get your ass handed to you like you always do. <laughs> tired well, of this NFL's out to get us crap. The NFL's no, not tired. out to get you. You've won six damn Super Bowls more than anybody else. The NFL is not out to get you. Is Ben out to get you? No. Gronk's out to get you and he got you. You're going to put this six-foot-one second-year player, and I know he had a nice year last year, he was a Steelers rookie of the year, but he can't handle Gronkowski. He can't do it.
1: Tired of this. Listen, I'm with you on Ben Roethlisberger. I don't know what the hell he was thinking. That's a younger player in that situation. You, maybe you give him a pass. He de- he doesn't understand the situation. He doesn't understand that, hey, we get a field goal here. We go to overtime. All's great. I like our chances in overtime. Or maybe you don't because Gronk and Sean Davis are going to meet up again. Okay. But for Ben Roethlisberger to fake the spike and then see all those white jerseys and ends on and decide to throw it, Attempt a pass there when no one else was running a route. You had a one guy on the same page, barely with Ben Roethlisberger. No one else went out. Everyone thought that was going to be a spike, and Ben Roethlisberger thought to throw that pass. Unbelievable! And now to deny it and and, and try to uh, abdicate his responsibility—that's on you, dude. You're a pro. You're a Hall of Famer. You got to know what to do in that situation. Of all people, I would expect. To be calm in that moment, it's Ben Roethlisberger, not another receiver. I don't, who was it Juju smith shoes? I don't even know who the receiver. was. I think it was but Eli he,
0: Rogers. Was it Eli? Eli
1: I, they, okay, one guy goes out for the route. Everyone else stayed put. Yeah, Ben Roethlisberger, you gotta own that, man.
0: Yeah, and this is Ben Roethlisberger on that exact play after the game. I want to fix Spike. It was I was I was yelling clock it because um, I felt like that was
1: the, the thing to do was clock it and get yourself one play. And it came from the sideline, don't clock it, don't clock it. Well, at that time, I'm already got, got – everyone thinks it's clocked, so you don't have time to try and
0: get everyone lined up. So it's um, – you know, I tried to – Eli saw that, you know, he kind of ran a quick slant in there, and uh, at that time, you just got to try and make a play. And probably didn't make a good enough throw. Yeah, I think
1: he's yeah, lying.
2: What? I, I think, think he's, he's lying. lying.
1: too. It's check with me, if anything. Okay, clock it, don't clock it. How about you check with me, see what they're doing on the deepest side of the ball. And how about you don't – Freaking throw it. Whether you got a pass called or not, there's six guys back there. They've got your guys surrounded. That's yeah. nonsense. And we're,
3: and
0: we're going to have Jason Lockhart on for on a little bit later in the show today. He tweeted out last night, Big Ben had two plays called to choose from on what turned yes. out to be final Steelers play. Decision to fake spike and throw was his. And they've run that fake spike before. They've done that before. Yes. And by the way, it's just because let's say that – for a second as he tries to take the blame off of him for whatever psychotic reason he's doing that I have no idea but let's say for a second that the sideline did say don't clock it why are you throwing the ball into the teeth of the defense with one wide receiver there at that point, if you're thinking that the, the sideline doesn't want you to spike the ball and you're going to throw there, you, and even Tony Romo was screaming, run a fade up there, make it a jump ball so it either goes out of the end zone or your guy gets it, or throw it into the stands and tie yep. the game at home. Yep. I mean, don't, so don't try to place the blame on the sideline. <laughs> you're still the idiot who threw that ball.
1: Thank you. That's it. It's a check with me. You have a couple options in that situation, and you're the vet. Throw the damn ball away. Live to play another down. That is stupid. He panicked in that situation. Now he's trying to deflect. That was his responsibility, and that's what you want. You want a veteran in that situation, a guy who's won Super Bowls, and he failed. Just own up to it. I failed. I screwed up. That's
0: it. Yeah, and this was their game to win, even with Antonio Brown out. Martavis Bryant steps up in a big way. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster with that unbelievable catch and run to get them down there. This was their game to win. But they can't do it. They can't beat the Patriots.
1: Let's talk to the kids. Martavis Bryant. Kids. This is why you shut your damn mouth and you continue to play. What was going on a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago, in that Pittsburgh Steelers facility? You had a young man in Martavis Bryant who's been out of football for over a year. He saw this upstart, a rookie, Juju Smith-Schuster, killing it. Killing it. He wants out. You know why you don't want out? You You know why you shut up and you just sit there and you take it? Because your chance may come. And it came for Martavis Bryant. Even before the one-handed touchdown grab where he's clearly being held, he had a diving catch. This guy was phenomenal. You shut up. You keep working hard. Keep your head down. Get your knees up. Step out. Step over all the crap and continue to play. Your moment's coming. Here's came.
0: Yeah, I give him a lot of credit because he was really on his way out. I mean, there there was a chance, as good a chance he was playing in this game as he would have been deactivated, even with uh, Schuster coming back. I really thought that that was you know, a possibility, and and this guy went out and was making unbelievable plays all night long and, of course, stepped up with Antonio Brown, who has a partially torn calf muscle, uh, is not going to play this upcoming week for sure, and and is probable to return for the postseason. So, I mean, Shazier is there, which is an unbelievable moment. He's he's in the, one of the booths, in the luxury boxes, rather, and he's waving the terrible towel. Yeah. They put him up on the big screen. The place is going absolutely crazy. Uh, Jim Nance and Tony Romo talked about how Tom Brady had to look up at the – big screen to find out what was going on because of the loud ovation. It was that loud. This was the Steelers game. This was it. And this would have basically, it wouldn't have because Jacksonville won and Jacksonville has a tiebreaker over the Steelers, but it basically would have put them for home field advantage and locked it up. And locked yeah. it up for them, so they would have had the Patriots in their building if that rematch were to occur. And in 2001 and 2004, they had the Patriots in their building, and they ended up losing both of those games. But I really would have given them a much better shot, of course, at Heinz Field than it would have Foxborough. Now it's over, and now there's. I mean, I I can't say for sure, but I just can't <laughs> believe. I just, I've just i never seen it. And even when they've got the inside track on winning the game, they can't do it. They physically, over, they physically cannot beat the Patriots. And I was so sick of it. I always talk about still to this day how many Steelers accounts I follow. I just can't take this Patriots thing. I cannot take out the NFL. So the, the, the same NFL that suspended Tom Brady for PSI – in footballs for four <laughs> bleeping games. The same commissioner who didn't talk to Bob Kraft for a year. The same Bob Kraft who wanted to take that Lombardi trophy and stick it up the you-know-what of Roger Goodell <laughs> after one. That NFL now all of a sudden wants to screw the Steelers and help out yep. the
1: Patriots. They do, and they want to screw my Cowboys too. Stop Both it. Both for catches. Stop I, I, I agree, stop. Stop that, but I disagree with you. It's not over. It's not over till it's over. And, yes, uh, it's just got a lot tougher for the Pittsburgh Steelers having to go on the road if they get that far to take on the New England Patriots. But, hey, maybe that's exactly what they need because if you can go on the road and you can knock them off in their place, that's even more uh, replenishing, if you will, for for this football team, having all the the, uh, the tough games they've had and and coming out on the wrong side of the affair so many times. Now – when everyone's counting you out, if you can go on the road and get them. But let's get there first. Still a lot of work before you, you, we even have that matchup. But I'm not going to say it's over.
0: All right, what did you think about the game last night between the Steelers and the Patriots? Was that or should that have been a catch? What do you do with this catch rule with Jesse James and Ben's decision-making as well? All that's on the table at 855 cbs 855 Lines are open for you. Uh, also coming up next, the other controversy happens in the Sunday night football game. Uh, who knew that Brian's favorite ref even had an index card in his pocket? <laughs> and we know now why this is Brian's favorite ref. We're coming right back. Talk to Gio and Jones now. 855-212-4CBS. Well, then he's a tough out, G. I mean, that's like a point guard trying to guard a center. Oh, yeah, but in that in that last drive... The drive that ultimately was the game-winning drive for the Patriots—you couldn't stop him once, not one time. You nope. couldn't win that battle one time. Nope, nope, could not. Nope. I mean, nope. that was. Nope, nope. Oh man, and he's doing like Gronk was like doing like a weird like shake thing after every catch. I mean, it was just an embarrassment. Someone should have taken him out.
1: Just an embarrassment. That was a thug move he put on <laughs> Tredavious White.
0: Yeah, it was. That was really bad. But that's in the past. And the, the president was Gronk stomping over the Steelers and Sean Davis. Uh,
1: so Isn't that bo- great when you just know you have the power over someone? He knew there was no way in hell Davis was going to be able to cover him. Oh, yeah. I mean, it wasn't even close. And when you just have that much control over uh, the opposing player, uh, it's just fantastical. Oh,
0: so we got a couple. If you, if you say so. Yeah, right. I, I, I know. Did you ever have oh, you guys, that over oh, anybody?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Back in oh, high school, yeah. Lubbock area? Oh, and
0: pros, too. Come on. There were okay. certain
1: guys that couldn't block you. Come yeah. On. You just knew
0: it. Uh, we got a couple calls.
1: I mean, at CBS Sports Radio, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I've experienced
0: it. <laughs> yeah you do have that power here. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. Uh, we will get to a couple of Steelers' Pats calls in this segment. But first, Bogus is here. He's
2: got an update for us. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning, everybody. Making the playoffs still would have been a long shot had the Raiders won last night, but they didn't. Carr leaning in on his right foot gets the shotgun snap. Sets. Pressure coming. Carr in some trouble. He eludes the rush. Carr pumps. Carr
0: on the run. Carr to the five. Diving for the pylon up the right sideline. And he is out of bounds. The ball popped out.
2: Is this going to be a touchback? Good question, Jason Taylor on Westwood 1. Derek Carr did fumble through the end zone for a touchback with 31 seconds left in Oakland on Sunday night football. So, Dan Bailey's 19 yard field goal with 144 to go ends up being the game winner. It was set up by a fourth down conversion when referee Gene Starator slid an index card between the football and the yard marker to confirm that the Cowboys did deserve a first down. Their head coach, Jason Garrett.
1: One of my concerns was it looked like the the stick was kind of on an angle, and I thought that was working against us, but eventually they straightened it out, and they broke the card out, and uh, we, we made it by the thickness of the card.
2: The Cowboys, Lions, and Seahawks now all 8-6, and six, a half game behind the Falcons for the second wild card Atlanta plays in Tampa Bay tonight. That Jesse James non-touchdown in Pittsburgh yesterday, Got the pass, a 27-24 win, which clinched the AFC East for the ninth straight year and put them back ahead of the Steelers atop the conference. Pittsburgh wideout Antonio Brown reportedly dealing with a partially torn left calf but should be back for the postseason. The Eagles clinching a first-round bye with a 34-29 win at the Giants. Four touchdown passes from Nick Foles. The Vikings are NFC North champs. They're smacking the Bengals 34-7. And Jacksonville won the AFC South by steamrolling Houston 45-7. Owner Shad Khan, their first trip to the postseason in 10 years. It's
1: unbelievable. Um, To win it
2: and win it the way we did today, mind-blowing.
0: Did you just say mind-bottling?
2: Yeah, mind-bottling. You know, when things are so crazy, it gets your thoughts all trapped like in a bottle. Again, the Jaguars... (laughs) Those, those,
0: those Jaguars beat writers are just
2: <laughs> so snarky. Uh the Rams smoke the Seahawks in Seattle 42-7 for a two-game lead with two to play in the NFC West. And the Browns 0-14 after a 27-10 home loss to the Ravens. That makes them one and twenty-nine under Hugh Jackson. Panthers owner Jerry Richardson says he will sell the team after this season. The NFL is now handling the investigation into workplace misconduct from the 81-year-old S.I. says multiple women have received settlements after alleging sexual harassment and that Richardson used a racial slur with a former scout. Yeah, Richardson Damn. said he's only going
0: to sell the team to someone who's wearing jeans.
2: <laughs> 25 points, 12 rebounds, and 15 assists from LeBron James. His Cavs, a 106-99 win in Washington, Cleveland, has won 18 of 19. And on ice yesterday, Winnipeg shut out St. Louis 4-0. The Golden Knights beat the Panthers 5-2. Boys? All right, Bogus, thanks. Get out of here. He's got double duty today. He's getting
0: stretched oh. way too thin. He's cantankerous. He's he angry. can handle it. He Am I here. cantankerous? Uh, no. He, okay, he, good. He, no, no, I just...
1: He's young and vibrant. He can handle it.
2: Incorrect.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah. ruining my life, Bogus. Right, overextended Bogus today. No doubt. Eight five five two one two four cbs is the number to call as we're talking about the end of Steelers-Patriots and the classic argument of catch or no catch. Let's go to Joe in San Francisco. Zan Gio and Jones, CBS Sports Radio. Good morning, Joe. What's happening with you?
3: Good morning, fellas. How's it going? Good, Joe. What's on your mind this morning? Oh, man. You know, there's nobody who's... Else- <laughs> nobody any more frustrated than me about uh, the Steelers always losing to the uh, Patriots. I just don't like the Patriots, even though they're a great team. But this is this is uh, uh, what I'm thinking about this. It seems to me, bro, you know what I mean, no matter how much I root for the Steelers, it seems to me psychologically the Steelers, the, the Patriots have something over the Steelers, meaning that no matter how hard they play, no matter how competitive they are, somewhere down the line, bro, they're going to, like, cough that game up in some kind of way. Now I agree with you. That that was a catch. But according to the rules, man, those guys get played millions of dollars. They should know what the NFL, what the NFL constitutes as a catch. You can't you can't let that football touch the ground. I'll give you the example. When Gronk was like, you know, just 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 just, just killing this number twenty eight, this Davis guy, one time he he caught the ball off the ground but he turned his body around some kind of way to make sure the ball didn't touch the ground. Right. And, like, uh, um, I'm just – it's just frustrating that the Steelers – and I'm looking at it this way also. Even when the referee made that ridiculous call and said it wasn't a catch, why did the Steelers – all they had to do was kick a field goal to take it yeah. to overtime. Actually, you know, Ben Roethlisberger with his – you know, sometimes he just seems to have a – a brain, you know, a, a, a crap some kind of way. He throws the ball in, in the middle of a crowd, man. And like, you know, it's it's just frustrating that they find some kind of way. They're like a, it's almost like a woman that teases you, but they never please you, man.
0: Well, uh, <laughs> Joe, I, listen, you're a Steelers oh, no. fan. You know, this is what I'm trying to tell my wife last night too. Was freaking out over this. So the one sport she loves is football. She loves the Steelers. Ah, oh, this always happens to us, and I can't believe it. We can't beat the page. You've won six Super Bowls, and you won two. In the last, what, 12 years to 2005 and then 2008? Two and 12 years? <laughs> I mean, you're going to talk to me about things going wrong? I told
1: you that it's like the Giants from my Little League days, man. You can't defeat them. They have something over you. It's just amazing. Uh, And, and Joe, uh, the players know the rules. And Jesse James, trust me, he didn't want that ball to move. He knows the rules. All the receivers, they know the rules. And it's just unfortunate, uh, you know, that when a receiver – catches the ball and not touched and he breaks the plane. It's not considered a touchdown because they don't believe you completed the catch. Whereas if you're just a regular ball carrier, it's handed off to you and you do that. It's it, it crosses the plane immediately. It's a touchdown. So it's a ridiculous rule. They need to change, especially if the guy hasn't been touched and it is what it is. But uh, it, it, some teams just have your number and, and Pittsburgh, uh, they need to figure out a way how to get past uh, the, the, the Patriots. Uh, and it looked like, for all intents and purposes, they had. Uh, with Juju Smith-Schuster taking that that, uh, that ball all the way down to the goal line and near the goal line. Uh, I mean, just a phenomenal play because they looked dead uh, at, at that point. There was no way they are going to come back and, and, and win the ball game. They they had an opportunity to win
0: it, and Ben threw it away. Yeah, and when people bring up these things, oh, the Patriots have their number. They've got everybody's number. I mean, yeah, the, When people true. bring up these things about the Patriots that Except are— Except for the Giants. Uh, Not the yeah, Giants. well, fair, right. Um, but like, like Jim Nance throws this stat out yesterday. The Patriots are the best second quarter team in football. Oh, really. Like that, I mean, that to me is just circumstance. They're one of the mm-hmm. best teams in football every year. Like they're the best second quarter team in football. you think that means anything? No, they kick everybody's ass. what's yeah. the difference? <laughs> so I mean, when you say, I don't know what it is about the Patriots, they're better. they're they they're better because they've got a better quarterback and a better coach. That's why, and that's what it comes down to. Not to say that Ben Roethlisberger and Mike Tomlin aren't great; they're great. Those guys are better, and they've been better every single yeah. time. They're better than everyone. It's like why why can't we beat the Patriots? Watching I don't know. The Patriots because they're like, better. Yeah, it's like
1: me when I was growing up; it was the Steelers. Why can't anyone beat the Steelers? Yeah. Uh, it was so frustrating. So I, I saw that dynasty. Then the Cowboys had their run there, uh, winning three out of the four years uh, with Emmitt and Troy and, and Michael Irvin. And, and now it's the Patriots. They're on their run. So it, it happens. There's a team that's just so much better as far as drafting players, keeping their players, coaching their their players, developing those players. And, and I, I've seen it with Chuck Noll, with Tom Landry. Uh, you saw it with the 49ers, all the Super Bowls. They were able to win with Bill Walsh. And now you're saying, With the Patriots.
0: There was a play in the second quarter where I don't know if you remember this, it was Gronk sort of went out. He did he did like a seven yard out pattern close to the end zone, and it went off his fingers, and there was also a little bat by a defensive back who was not Sean Davis, and I can't remember who it was at this point. It wasn't Mitchell. I don't think it was well, whoever. That doesn't matter. But that guy was just, like, shaking his head, demonstrative. No, 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 not happening here. And I thought to myself, I even said, I said, you know, if I'm a defensive back, because I was watching a game with a friend, too, who came over, and it was very Steeler-centric in my house yesterday. (laughs) But, and I said, if I'm a defensive back, and I happen to make a play on Gronkowski on the goal line there, I go back to the huddle. And say a prayer thanking the football gods that I was able to do that. And can I please do it again? I do at no point am I getting <laughs> cocky in that situation. And then what happens towards the end of the game? It was funny because my friend had left and texted me. because goes, where's that guy now? Shaking his head like crazy, like he actually did something on Gronk. Meanwhile, Gronk stomping on them. You know, making that <laughs> place i mean he might as well he should have done the baker mayfield plant the flag in the middle of the field at yep. the end of that game my goodness yeah,
1: you don't want to taunt uh, gronk there's a lot of football left i understand you're excited for making a play but you know they're going to target him many many times after that and you try to temper your excitement but you're in the middle of the damn game and and you make a play uh so i can understand the the enthusiasm but
0: uh, uh it didn't last jj in pennsylvania on cbs sports radio what's up jj
3: Hey, how you guys doing?
0: Good, man. What's up?
3: Uh, first thing is, what's a catch anymore, man? What really is a catch?
0: Well, I mean, I think in this particular instance, it's even though I really I don't love the rule, a lot of people don't love the rule, in this particular instance, when you go to the ground, the ball can't move. You have to have complete control of the football when you go to the ground. and And that, to me... When you see it move around, when a guy goes to the ground, it's not going to be a catch. So if you want to simplify it, I and mean, that to me is 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 the best way to simplify it. And now that I know that and I've seen it and I watched how the NFL handled the Des Bryant one, and now I feel like I have a pretty good handle on something that used to be confusing but is still frustrating.
3: Yeah, I, I do I do. Yeah, I mean you you're right. But at the same time, I feel like that was a touchdown, and even even though I despise, I'm a Dolphins fan. All right, so I hate the Patriots, and but even if the Patriots made that catch, you know, I would have been like, "Oh, that ain't a touchdown." You know, I would have been just like everybody else. But I, pro- but you know, at the end of the day, I probably would have been like, you know, yeah, that that was a touchdown. That was a good call or whatever. But I, I just don't get it, man. I yeah. really don't. It it just seems like it just seems like no no matter. No matter even if, like, everybody is against the Patriots, it just seems like everything still goes their way no matter what. If it's luck or if it's actually, you know, because they're really good, which they are. Yeah, so, you know,
0: I, yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, listen, it's, it's a frustration thing for sure. But, I, you know, to me, and I don't necessarily – if I rooted for a team that was in the AFC East or I was a Steelers fan, you know, maybe I would dislike them more. But, I, you know, I don't look at them – the you know, the, 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 the Spygate and the deflated footballs or whatever else that has gone on there, that has sort of heightened it up. But I, I look at a team like that with the ultimate respect. I mean, the fact that they could do this every single year. I mean, instead of looking for ways to knock them, I, mean, I appreciate it unless you can't stand them and that your team can never get by them. I understand. But, you know, for a lot of people, you know, they hate on the Patriots for reasons I, I really don't get. I love watching Tom Brady. It's gonna yeah. be it's it's gonna stink when he's not around. When this, I mean this this team, he's great. this yeah. is the best team I've I've ever seen in any sport for this long ever.
1: Yeah, for you and I just mentioned going
0: back through my uh, NFL history, some of the
1: the great teams I was able to witness in dynasties similar to what the Patriots are uh, in. in uh, embarked on here. I mean, it's just tremendous. He's one of the greatest players ever. Uh, he's so cool and calm in those, those moments uh, of of uh, you know turmoil where Ben Roethlisberger wasn't and you would expect him to be considering he's won you know Super Bowl. So uh, it's just amazing to watch that guy do work. But you must feel like a therapist, man. Uh, I mean, because you, 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 of course, worked those five years in Pittsburgh, married to a woman that's a uh, huge Steeler fan, and you had friends over. And, and just listening to you talk to these callers, man, you sound like a therapist. It's like you got to walk them back. Uh, as far as the league, them believing the league is out to get them, which they're not. Uh, and uh, it's, it's just interesting. Uh, and and I, I, I have to do that with you and your Vikings because you don't, you, you know, uh, you, or you think and you anticipate a shoe dropping uh, with your Vikings. And I, I just wish people would stop and, and take notice of what Case Keenum and the Vikings are doing and, and another win. Yes, though you expect them to beat the Bengals, but still uh, imp- impressive uh, that Case
0: Keenum is, is doing some mighty good work. Yeah, just the Steeler fans complaining. And and anybody who's had a ton of success, because I don't know what that's like. I don't know what those feelings are like. I don't know what winning a Super Bowl is (laughs) like. And they've got it. And there's there's people who have seen them all. There's people who have seen all six. And, and, I mean, it's just funny to me that they'll sit around and talk about, woe is me, you know, the NFL's out to get us. Okay, sure they are. They're out to get the Pittsburgh Steelers, one of their most proud franchises. They're out to get you guys. Okay, come on. All right, coming up next, we still haven't gotten to the Gene Sterator index card, which is another thing that we could scream about. We're coming right back. Greg Giannotti, Brian Jones on CBS
2: Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
1: Nothing. Just doing you. Okay. You're just doing you. Well... Thank you. Th- therapist.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know, I just, I don't know. I was really what? annoyed watching that game with my wife last night. I just, <laughs> you know, and there's not, I can't, because ra- she's just, she doesn't understand, right? She yeah. doesn't get it because she's experienced so much winning. When her, the only team she cares about is the Steelers, she doesn't have a real grasp on what being a sports fan is. It's mm-hmm. impossible because yeah. they're always relevant. Yeah. And and she's seen multiple championships. So, like, I can't – when I hear that stuff, it drives me crazy. So I try to, in a way, explain to her how – Silly it sounds for her to complain about the "woe is me" thing from the perspective of a Steelers fan, but then she still she can't understand right because she yeah. hasn't she hasn't lived it at all. She hasn't well, lived it,
1: uh, and, and and she's spoiled and has a right to be, just like I am uh, watching the, the Yankees and and uh, you know the Cowboys. They, they, they've had some hiccups over the years, haven't been in the playoffs in forever. And yes, I witnessed all those championships, but still, uh, it's been a while, and uh, still hunger for more. And, and, and so, when you, you, you get used to winning, man, and, and, you, and, and you can't and hopefully not get used to losing, but sometimes if that's what your team is mired in, it is what it is. So, uh, I understand exactly where she's coming from, but you have to put it in perspective. You're right.
0: So, the other big controversy that happened came on Sunday night football, and this is one I've never seen. I've seen <laughs> the catch thing happen over and over again. It's the same old stuff. What's a catch? What's not a catch? It's it's turning into the steroids in the baseball Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah. So uh, this one though I've never seen. So you've always said your favorite head referee in football, yeah, is Gene Steratore. <laughs> too cool because Gene Steratore is just like holding ten yards back. <laughs> you know he's just doesn't he too. care. Pass yeah. interference. It's a, it's a pass interference.
1: That's yeah, what it it's is. Yeah, the way he just walks to his spot to make the call. It's just so cool. Cool and Luke,
0: of yeah. referees. Uh, what's going to happen here? We're going five <laughs> yards back, and that's the end of it. Uh, <laughs> so he does. He does something crazy last night uh, with about five minutes ago. It's a tie game between mm-hmm. the Cowboys and the Raiders, and yeah. it's a measurement for a key first down. Yeah, right? get mean, out of
1: my way. Let me pull out my index card. Get out of the way. We're talking first about
0: down. key first down. Yeah. And that's either going to determine you know, if the Raiders get the ball back and put them in a better position to win or the Cowboys continue you know, their drive in order to try to win the game. So, Sterator is, and they bring out the chains. I mean, it's about as close as you can possibly get. And they bring out the chains, and he's looking at it, and he's looking at it. And then all of a sudden he reaches into his pocket. pulls out a folded mind you folded index card puts it in between the football and the stick then with a smirk on his face (laughs) walks where he's more visible to the camera and gives the first down sign yes get out get out of the way i got this get out of the way move
1: i shoves the guy out of the way walks to his spot as cool as he always does it's signals first down for the good guys.
0: Now I I hope you're taking your Cowboys bias out of this. But if you can take a folded index card and put it in between the football and the stick, how then is that a first down?
1: Are you talking to me? Yeah. Oh, 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 okay. Uh, I think we lost, I think the, the line out <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, it sure it did. <laughs> Listen, I'm with you. I'm I i, I going to be objective here. Uh, yeah, if you can get the card between the stick and the tip, the point of the football, that means there's space there, right? Yeah. Yeah? Yep. So how is that a first down? I don't know, but I'll take it. Uh, I have no idea how you call that. Rule that a first down when you can slide your folded card or paper there between the ball and the stick. And that it, makes no sense.
0: But his but explanation kind of- was terrible too. So <laughs> he said that uh, the decision was already finished. "Quote: The ball was touching the pole. I put the card in there, and as soon as it touched, it was nothing more than a reaffirmation. The decision was made based on my visual from the top, looking down, and the ball touching." the front of the pole. So then why? Well, do you- you, right. You don't, No need to use your, your paper.
1: So the next you question,
0: find, you know, someone asked him a good question for once. Uh, so the card was used for what purpose? It was just for reaffirmation, Steratore said, mm. but the decision was made based on my visual looking at the ball touching the pole. It reaffirmed it how, asked the <laughs> reporter. The decision was made based on my visual look, that the ball was touching the pole, the card to nothing, then reaffirm. The judgment was not made by the card itself. It was made by a visual looking at the football as it relates to the line and the pole. So he really thought that this was funny, Steratore, pulling. I mean, it was like a joke to him, uh, but it really was one of the dumbest decisions I've seen made by an official because it puts him in a really tough situation because, oh, you know, by the way, and even they did it on Sunday, the Sunday Night Football broadcast, they blew up that video. I mean, they zoomed in on that thing like with, like, the Hubble telescope, and you could see... <laughs> How much room there was there? Let's listen yeah. to Jack Del Rio after the game. Of course, he wasn't too pleased with this decision.
1: Never seen air like that. And it somehow got, turned into a first down. There's air between the ball and the, and the stick. thats sure short. Okay? Goes the other way. Period.
0: Yeah, so he's right. <laughs> Period. Yeah. Period. There's air. Air in there.
1: There was no air in there, man. Yeah,
0: I... Weird. Really weird. And then, <laughs> that was
1: strange, yes.
0: yeah, And then you have another situation with the ball being fumbled out of the end zone and it being a touchback. Right. That's a rule. Like, the catch thing, I don't think that we can ever fix that. And I'm, and I'm not just saying that. I really believe now you can't fix that. Because every other example, if you tell me that you're changing just a part of it, like that Jesse James, because he broke the plane, is now a touchdown, but in any other instance... <laughs> it's not a catch, then you're doing something that's just as bad as this stupid fumbling out of the back of the end zone touchback thing where if you fumble the ball out of bounds in any other place, you get the ball, you retain possession at that place. But for whatever reason, the ball gets fumbled out of the end zone, you'll lose possession, and the other team gets 20 yards? I mean, that's nuts. So yeah,
1: I, I'm I'm with you. I I don't I don't agree with that at, at all. If you you fumble the ball out of the end zone, you should just get it there at the one.
0: Yeah. I I mean, I that that one is perplexing to me. Uh but I I just, you know, this I used to think that these things were were good for the NFL and I tend to think and and I when you were still in ISDN hell in the beginning of the the show, you know, I said that you know, there was, I'd rather talk about these things. Like, I'd much rather talk about Sterritore and his index card and what's a catch, what's not, as opposed to, you know, did Ezekiel Elliott do this or who's kneeling, who's not kneeling. So I do think that these types of controversies are better for the NFL because it's within the game and we're talking about it. Uh, But it is a little bit frustrating when you don't, Understand why things are going the way that they're going in critical moments.
1: Yeah, that's true. Uh, It's amazing that uh, there's so much uh, angst and anger this morning with the officials and want to keep them out of the game, but they inject themselves in it in myriad ways, especially this weekend.
0: Coming up next, you know what today is? Monday. Gene's Day. That's right. We'll explain what that meant around the Panthers facility next on Geo and Jones, CBS Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?